Welcome to The Spiritual Rabbit Hole, a podcast with spiritual mediums, Nicole, Kristen, and Glenda. Join us as we tap into the spiritual realm, explore the mysteries of the universe, and guide you on a journey of self-discovery. Get ready to open your mind and connect with something greater than yourself. Let's dive into The Spiritual Rabbit Hole. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Um, Thanks for joining us today. If you missed our last episode, go back and listen because we talked about different spiritual abilities. Yes, we discussed the different clairs and we each shared which clair is most dominant for each of us. Yeah, so don't forget the Spiritual Rabbit Hole podcast is our, our opportunity to share our experiences with you to help you along your spiritual journey. So today we'll be talking about spiritual awakening and what to expect when you're going through one. Right, ladies? Yes. And we're going to just share a few examples of some of the common experiences people have when they're going through a spiritual awakening. And there's no set order to how these happen. You know, I totally Mm. believe that you can have several spiritual awakenings throughout your lifetime. What do you guys think? Yes. I think like just in us knowing each other, we've gone through a few. I like to think think I had a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of think of them as like when you level up in a sense. Like you have a new level of clarity. Mm -hmm. So there's always an initial kind of spiritual awakening that's a little bit more profound. And that's this is what this first one was for me. It was what we call the aha moment. You know, an experience where you're like, oh, oh my gosh, how did I miss this? How did this, you know, how did this exist? And I never knew that this existed before. And for me, um, the aha moment that really opened my eyes to the spiritual realm happened when I was in college and it's hilarious because I've had spiritual experiences my entire childhood you know and I just thought I was going crazy I wasn't sure if I believed in God or not and when I was in college I was going through a very difficult time I was working a lot I didn't have a lot of money I was living off of crackers and tuna fish and I was just really depressed and there was one night that I was like contemplating ending my life and I just decided for the first time to pray And I was like, you know, God, if you're truly real, I need you now. I need evidence of you. I need something from you. And it was really cool because I was listening to the radio. This is showing my age right here. And the song um, In the Arms of an Angel. Who is, I forget the woman that sings that to you. Is that Sarah? Oh, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, that came on the radio. And all of a sudden I felt like at peace and I felt calm. And then... Suddenly, I felt like this warmth just wash over me, and I was laying in a twin bed, and it was up against a wall like a corner, so there was two exposed edges, the long edge and the short edge of the foot, and of the foot of the bed, and all of a sudden, I started to feel somebody sit at the far end foot of the bed, somebody sit at the other corner of the bed, and then two more people sit along the edge of the bed closer to me. And I would think I would totally freak out, but for some reason, I just felt so much love and felt so calm and just so relaxed and felt like I was being hugged is the best way to describe it. And in that moment, that was the first time that I chose to believe that God was real, that there was energy outside of myself that existed that I didn't see, that there was so much more to the world. And that was the like the first time I had the best night's sleep of my entire life and I woke up like Mm -hmm. seeing the world in a totally different light but that's that's an example of an aha moment there's lots of them but something else that we want to share is another form of recognizing a spiritual awakening which is Kristen when you start prioritizing your spiritual growth and that is it could first start out as taking care of yourself you know, yeah. your own mental, physical well-being because, you know, you have to be in a good place to even move forward. But, you know, for me, prioritizing spiritual growth was, you know, as soon as I figured out, okay, I have these abilities, it was kind of like, oh, this is what I'm what I'm meant to do. And I just, you know, from then on, it was almost like it became like a college course or, you know, like I studied and I read so many books. And I'm going to be honest – I was not a book reader. I, it, it might have been years since I had read like a, a book, you know. But, you know, it doesn't always have to be that. It, it can be, like I said, making time for meditation, daily prayer, um, 
just walking in nature, taking care of your mental well-being. And you know, what, what do you guys, what, what did you prioritize when you were starting your spiritual journey? For me, it was journaling. Mm, mm-hmm. Really like paying attention to what I was experiencing and acknowledging it. So that's how I prioritized my spiritual growth. And I made sure I made the time to do that. So, yeah. For me was um, going out to nature, being one with Mother Earth, going to the beach and dunking my whole body into this, to the ocean yeah. because that's like healing for me. So it always yeah. feels good to release all the stuff from the daily life that we had, right? So, so I, I might add it's, you know, it's like you're prioritizing all things that are good for your spirit. You know, mm-hmm. connecting yeah. with your yeah. spirit, nature, journaling, some people's art, you know, yep. anything mm-hmm. that really makes you feel connected. Another way to recognize that you're starting to go through a spiritual awakening is when you start to question your beliefs. Right, G? Yes, that that's always um, so hard. That hits home for me because... I'm born, raised Catholic, and I did the whole baptize, uh, confirmation, Eucharistic, and the Sunday school. And it was always, I would always question what we was practicing. And it was always the fear that's always behind, you know, it's hard for me to explain this, but it's always, there's always a fear, like, oh, don't do that, or else you go to hell, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. Yeah. So I was always questioning, okay, I don't think this is right for me, but maybe for other people, but I don't think for me it's right. There must be something out there that's greater that I can believe and be and have love and no fear within the beliefs that I have. So I was questioning it and I needed to go more farther and experience something like like what I'm experiencing now. So. Yeah, and I think that makes sense because I think the – when you go through spiritual awakening, it, there's so much love in it. Mm-hmm. And like right. you gain and you are able to trust so much that yeah. it's kind of like, wait a minute, my whole life I was taught to be afraid and, you know, to not trust and see like the dangers and the evil in everything. And when you're recognizing that maybe that doesn't really truly exist, mm-hmm. It can definitely make you question your beliefs. So I, I can totally see that. Yeah. And then, you know what? Like um, five minutes from now, you won't be the same person. Right. Even last year or the year before, five years, you, you always evolve into something that's better. So like <laughs> years ago, I was a club kid. I was always drinking, going out, spending money, you know, cracking up jokes. But I'm never, I'm not that, I'm not that kind of person no more where, um, I mean, clubs I can't handle the loud noise and the all, all those people, all that energy. That, that's too much. Um, I need a calmer, calmer segue to just be by myself and be an introvert now. Well, yeah, so. and you know, and some of that. Some people are like, "Oh, well, you're older now, and that's just not the same." But I think it's you start to appreciate things differently, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of another form of spiritual awakening is recognizing that you're not the same as you used to be yeah you know and it causes you to reflect on that past version of yourself and and unfortunately sometimes judge it oh yeah but that's, that's a part of the spiritual hard journey not to right do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that was really learn. nice when i did that yeah 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 <laughs> gossiping yeah right right yeah. and and you know and you know that goes down a different path of Mm -hmm. that's when you have to start doing more what they call shadow work or Mm -hmm. um some people might say dark night of the soul kind of work where you're reflecting on the parts of yourself that were not so favorable yeah Mm -hmm. and the parts of yourself that maybe you feel shame about or don't like to think about anymore Mm -hmm. but I think that's part of the spiritual journey right is is reflecting on yourself recognizing what you gained from those experiences but not judging right yeah and I think through that process you start to learn how to look at people in a different way and trust more about the information that you're getting 
intuitively, mm. which is another part of spiritual awakening, right? Yeah. Is that you start to listen to your intuition, those gut feelings a little bit more. You start to recognize it. You start to want to develop it. You start to go, holy cow, there's a little bit more to that. Oh, I kind of feel like maybe I shouldn't take that route to work today. Mm-hmm. And ends up something happening on, the, you know, like an accident or something like that that would have delayed you or caused, you know, some kind of danger for you. You know, you yeah. start to think, hmm, when you're around a person, like, ah, I don't know if I can trust this person. And then later on you find out that you should not trust that person. That's another important way of, of recognizing a spiritual awakening is you starting to really be aware of your intuition, intuition, trusting your intuition, and wanting to develop your intuition. But in all of that, similar to intuition, you know, you start to trust other things. Right, Kristen? Yes. Listening to your t- intuition is definitely a huge part of it. And then that also ties into listening to the signs that you receive from universe, God, spirit. You know, when you ask for them, you start to see those signs more and more and you and you start to trust them. You know, I know when I'm really questioning something or I'm feeling nervous or anxious about something, I ask for signs that they got my back, you know, or this situation's gonna work out. And they give me the signs, you know. Sometimes they're the synchronicities. Sometimes they're angel numbers, um, divine timing. Mm-hmm. They just keep coming. And the more you trust, the more that they come. They'll keep presenting themselves to you. That trust continues to get reinforced because they continue to send you all of all of what I talked about. The repeating numbers, coincidences. Yeah, those... And it's no longer, you no longer see them as coincidences. Right. Yeah. And they're not coincidences. There are none. <laughs> right. Yeah. You start to recognize, which is a big part of a spiritual awakening too. Yeah. It's like, okay, wait a minute. There was purpose behind everything that happens. There's something to gain in every situation. You know, these are synchronicities. They're not coincidences. Synchronicities meaning they happened in that order at that time for a reason. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's yes. a big part of it, too. And I think, you know, in addition to that, sometimes your intuition and the messages from divine or source or spirit, however, whatever you want to call it, it they're, they're able to guide you and help you see people for who they truly are, too. You know, like what I kind of mentioned when you intuitively feel like, hmm, I don't know if I can trust this person. Yeah. You start to actually kind of see through a lot of the bullshit. Yep. That's true. (laughs) You really start to see like, wait a minute. How come I, there's like so much clarity, you know, in family members, friends, coworkers, neighbors, whoever, all the people. And sometimes that means you get to see people for who they truly are. Like their innocence, their purity, their kindness, their generosity, Mm -hmm. or the opposite. Yeah. And, and you know what, you don't want, and you don't, you feel like you don't want to be next to them or like you just need to stay away. Yeah, it makes you recognize that a lot of things that people focus on can be drama (laughs) (laughs) or it's them complaining or Mm -hmm. it's like gossiping and talking crap about other people. You know, all that kind of stuff, you start to see it for what Mm -hmm. it really is. It's not just, oh, we're hanging out with the girls and, you know, having conversation. It's you start to see it as, oh, my gosh, these people are just complaining about their lives. And you're just wasting energy. Yes, it's, yeah, and true. you start to, and it's part of that, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of small talk. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times. <laughs> I want deep conversations. Yes. Yes. I want to, I'm like, yeah. I want to find people. I can be like, have you ever thought about this? Or have you considered this? Or did you read that? Mm-hmm. Or have you felt this? Or, you know, have you ever explored this part of your life? Or, you know, that type of stuff. I don't want this is to why talk we about. Clicked. Yes, yes, because yes. we sought out those mm-hmm. deep conversations about not just metaphysical stuff, but like deep spiritual information and exploring mm-hmm. and sharing our knowledge, which is really why we developed this podcast, because we're like, well, if we're gaining a lot from sharing with each other, then there's probably people out there in the world that don't have people to have these deep conversations mm-hmm. with. Let's share ours with them, you mm-hmm. know, and I think this is this is our opportunity to do that for you is through this podcast. So yes. no small talk here, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like to add to what you were just saying when you kind of see people for who they are. 
I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it even kind of goes further into, you know, we have the side of, okay, we want to keep our distance from this person. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's also, in addition to that, is you can see them from a higher perspective that you can see Mm -hmm. where they're pain, like, okay, they they have pain or they have a lot Mm -hmm. that they're carrying. And instead of, you know, maybe before you would be like, screw that person, blah, 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 you would, you might distance yourself but in a more loving way and send them you know well wishes or something love versus being angry with them and I think that that's a huge thing I Mm -hmm. you know you have like more compassion for people and you understand okay yes Mm -hmm. I don't like this behavior I can see it's coming from a place of hurt I don't have to stick around for it exactly you don't have to fix it either you don't have to fix it but you mm-hmm. see that you see you have that compassion and you're not going to send yeah. them hate you're just going right. to lovingly distance yourself that's and a that's huge like thing another for level. me yeah. yeah that's another level i think too because i think there's i think we initially recognize you know not to place judgment but like i feel exhausted when i'm around this person mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i'm drained when i after or i have to like i, I have to medicate myself somehow yeah. When I'm around these people, why do I have to do that? Why do I feel like that's necessary? Why do I drink so much around these people? You know, like, do I do that because it makes it easier for me to be in that space or Mm -hmm. that type of thing? And then there's that next level of, oh, I get it why they need this kind of experience. And yes, I did need that kind of experience. The small talk, the mundane conversations, you know, the complaining. Obviously, I've gone through that. I think everybody goes through that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then you reach this level of, I don't have anything to really complain about. I'm so grateful for so much. Yes. But you're absolutely right. You start to see people and say, I know I've been where you are. I know that you need this right now. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I don't have to be in that space anymore because it's I no longer need it. Yeah. No judgment on those people. It does not feel good for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Send the I love, I love the idea of, I no no judgment, no hate, no poor, you know, bad wishes or anything, but only well wishes for those people who maybe you decide to step away from. And yeah. sometimes, you know what? People decide to step away from you. Mm-hmm. Right? And which yeah. is sometimes okay. people decide. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's because for your you own good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the sometimes this makes people start to step away from you as you start to level up in your spiritual journey. Sometimes that means you're going to lose friends and that can c- kind of make you feel alone. Right, G? Yeah. Feel alone and lost. But you 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 move forward to find your people. So that's what that's what happened to me. I was going through my journey. Well, I still am, but I'm still I have different friends. So we move forward to find our like-minded people, our soul family. So, yeah, in my spiritual journey, I was trying to look for people that I can talk to that have some kind of relation to my spiritual journey also. And I did have one, like a YouTube group friends. I was doing tarot readings and I had a whole YouTube channel, but it didn't feel right to me. So I had to step away and walk somewhere else into my other and then I found you guys Yay. and I was so happy Yay! Yeah. we're so happy you did yeah because our conversation can go forever and yeah. we have to be like look guys I gotta yeah. sleep I gotta use the bathroom yeah. I gotta, gotta feed eat. my kids yes. yeah I gotta feed my kids I gotta eat you know but we talk every day text every day yeah message every day on different platforms <laughs> oh, it's yes, funny yes. yeah but in, <laughs> But this kind of thing I love because it feels so good. Like the connection mm-hmm. we have and we there's no judgmental, you know, towards each other. And yeah. we help each other with that kind of stuff. Right. Like you was saying, you know, part of your spiritual awakening is becoming less judgmental of others, but it's also um, less judgmental mm-hmm. of yourself. You know, when Nicole was talking about reflecting on things you might have done in the past before you have had this awakening and you have that bigger picture you know it is easy to be hard on yourself and but as you continue on your spiritual journey you start to realize you know those were all just lessons that I might just be here to learn I needed to learn Mm -hmm. them it helps me move forward and you know and 
and that kind of helps you find your self-worth because you don't be so you're not so hard on yourself for things you did in the past and it can allow you to get like I said move forward and learning that you can create the life that you want moving forward you know not continuing on the past cycles that you had you can now create this beautiful life and manifest it yeah and I think a big part of that is or a big struggle rather for that is that a lot of the time we don't feel like we are worthy of being receptive of Mm -hmm. amazing things you know I I I know I still struggle with that I was going to say, I struggle big time. We all know this is a huge struggle for me. And I think this is true for a lot of people who are on their mm -hmm. spiritual journey. I know speaking with a lot of my clients as they're trying to develop their intuition Mm -hmm. or their mediumship skills, you know, a big part of it is I'm not worthy of this. You know, I'm not, why me? Why do I get to do this? And when I say, oh, everybody has access to this, they're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) And it's free. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. it requires a it lot is. of time and effort, mm-hmm. but the main thing it requires is to allow yourself to be receptive of these yes. abilities, mm-hmm. of these um, messages, of the abundance that, you know, the universe is constantly offering you, right? And it's the magic. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It is a magic. It's like magic. And it's really cool <laughs> because, you know, a lot of the time we can see our potential it's shown to us in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. you know, and I know some of us or all of us or most people that are kind of very spiritually aware will have vivid dreams, right, Kristen? Yes, I have vivid dreams. And when I, I think when spirit was trying to get my attention more um, and I was not paying any <laughs> attention, <laughs> I was in high school, so I was very distracted. Um, I had the most vivid dream think of my whole life and in my dream there was a being that came to me because I was always really terrified of death my whole life it was like this huge thing I would think about it all day every day and I would be Mm -hmm. so afraid I don't want to die now that has definitely changed since I've come into a mediumship I'm I'm okay like I know that there's good on the other side but before Mm -hmm. I understood that it was really really something I struggled with it was caused me a lot of anxiety And there was a being that came to me and they showed me and made me feel what it was like when you would leave your body. Like when you die and you leave your body, they were allowing me to experience that sensation or feeling or, and it was, it was gnarly. I'll be honest. I mean, (laughs) it was like, you know, shoom just I felt like myself just shoot up and it was so Mm -hmm. fast and then all these beautiful colors I remember there was like coral and and like these yellow it was like energy around me but I remember there were just these beautiful colors and the other strange thing was is you know when I obviously like I didn't have any fear in that moment but the strange thing was and again I guess it's not strange knowing what we know it Mm -hmm. felt familiar Mm. Mm. Uh, it didn't feel like oh I've never felt this before it was kind of like a oh yeah and then it was like boom I was back mm. that know? must have been and wild to experience that as yeah, a teenager I woke that up oh like my a gosh. field trip right there <laughs> and it what was so weird <laughs> or a trip, I woke trip. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah wait I actually have another vivid dream I'll tell you about um but anyway so when I returned I woke up, I just shot up out of bed and my mm-hmm. heart, I mean like everything was like electrified and I was flipping out, mm-hmm. you know? And what was weird is I knew it was real without a yeah. doubt. I knew yeah. it was real, but it didn't, it didn't like register. Oh, it's because you have a connection with the other side and you have, a, you know what I mean? It was like, cause you know, mm-hmm. teenager, you just don't, I, and I tried to tell my friends and they mm-hmm. thought they're like what the hell are you talking about I was like you don't understand <laughs> this happened and I would go to bed and I wouldn't sleep I didn't let myself sleep for a week even it, even though it wasn't scary it mm-hmm. was like I didn't want I was afraid that I was gonna have more and wow. I kept saying I don't want this to happen again don't do this again and I think because it was just the energy of it was so strong and I was I didn't know how to handle that at the mm-hmm. time like how to clear my energy and reground myself I didn't reground myself, you know, because well, you mm. didn't know how. I didn't know how. But did yeah. that? Yeah. Did so that, that was 
Did that experience like pique your interest? Is that when you start? Because I know you, because like me, love to watch all the haunted. <laughs> oh, I always watched them. You know, like the um, um, what are they called? The hauntings or the hauntings? Oh, ghost the hunters. Hills. Ghost hunters. Ghost, I love oh, ghost, ghost hunters. hunters. Yeah. The haunting of yeah. with Kim Russo. Yeah. Psychic kids. Watching oh, psychic that kids. show is oh, what put me kids. over the edge. I was uh. like, oh man, these kids sound like me. I got to go see somebody. And when I would watch it, I would see, and this was right before I finally went to see the medium because I was like, okay, there's something to this. I'm just like these kids. Yeah. And I kept seeing shadow figures a ton around that time. Mm-hmm. And it was when I would watch that show. And I was like, what is going on? So, and that that's a good, this is a good segue into talking about how a part of, or a type of way that you can have a spiritual awakening is when all of a sudden your interests peak in spiritual everythings, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you but- might find yourself, like, starting to buy crystals, learning about mm-hmm. meditation, starting yoga, practicing grounding, you know, all that kind of stuff, but like a great, a really, really, really awesome way, especially it's so funny because for me, I'm not an outside person I, or <laughs> never was an outside person. I'm yeah. not a big fan of nature because it's dirty and there's bugs. That's just yeah. how I was yeah. and how I how I just was. But going through these spiritual experiences and spiritual awakenings made me realize, okay, getting outside is necessary. Yeah. And I think, you know, Especially getting to know people like Kristen and G have helped mm-hmm. kind of reinforce that a little bit more. Especially since G has, you know, has had the experience of having strong connection with nature and animals, right, G? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Like, but I live in Hawaii, so <laughs> that makes it a little have, easier. It is, it is, because we don't even have any winter, so <laughs> no snow. But I have a really strong connection with nature and animals. Animals would always come toward me, like birds. I mean, I talk about this on the other episodes, but birds, usually moths also. We have a strong um, connection with nature and animals. So being outdoors can make you feel recharged or even like sun sun gazing or getting a tan or going to the beach or nature, even hugging a tree. So I usually go to sunset five minutes before, five minutes after I sun gaze and I take it in and that feels awesome to me. So I have to say, I have to say, I did not know you could look at the sun during sunset. Like I, you said sun gazing and I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to stare at the sun. Everybody's told me you're going to burn, burn your head. eyeballs out. It right? has to be a certain <laughs> height or time. time in where it is in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Then then you can. So it's not like directly it, burning no, your retina. It literally no, has no, to no, be no, right no, before it sets. No. Yeah. Okay, sorry. When it sets and you see that green flash, that's perfect. That, There's that a green portion. flash? Oh, yeah. Have you seen a sunset? I was taught yeah. to never look at the sun I, directly. I, I feel like <laughs> everyone comes to Hawaii right, right now. Everyone comes to Hawaii green, right now. <laughs> I see, like, like, the rainbow kind of effect in the sky, which I love. You know, I think that's a well, really big thing in Ayurvedic practices is they have I see, people. You know what? We just totally, total rabbit hole, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I know we did, but it's we something did. that they like pe- that I've heard that um, they've recommended people to do. But see, I didn't know about this. I just did. But you know what? When I sun gaze, I also go to the beach, and um, water calms me down. Also, so like I said, dipping in water. Yeah, I don't have a beach, so bathtubs. Taking. Oh yeah. Yeah, spending time. Salt, salt bath. Yes, the Epsom salt bath. But I know it is better to be in water that is moving or near water that is mm-hmm. moving and not stagnant because it's got more energy and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? You know what? Pets, pets can offer you unconditional love and that you can feel them. I don't have a pet though. <laughs> you go to, you borrow people's pets. <laughs> Your brother has a dog. Oh, Astro, oh, yeah. so cute. Yeah, so cute. I know. I'm going to go down to the pet store. Yeah, I know. I I really feel at peace when I spend time with my dogs. Mm-hmm. Like loving on them. I think they know more than what we give them credit for. Even cats, yeah. They have a sense, a certain sense. You know, I don't know a lot about cats because I never own cats. But I, I know in, in a lot of readings that a lot of uh-huh. cats have come through. 
but also like mm-hmm. uh, I see your cat looking at something or I see your cat da da da. Yeah. Some of the most common common things that happen to you is physical symptoms. Like tingling in the top of your oh, head, yeah. your yep. ears ringing, fatigue, mm. insomnia, brain frog. <laughs> I said frog. <laughs> mean. <laughs> brain fog and headaches. However, these symptoms can also be signs of medical conditions. So please consult a medical professional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which... I had to do, so when I first started, um, or right before I really found out I had abilities, I told you guys that's um, where I started seeing the shadows when I was watching the show and all this other stuff started happening. And I did start to like feel more presence around me, but I didn't understand it. Well, I kept thinking that something was wrong with my heart and I kept feeling like my heart would skip a beat or it was doing something weird and I went to the cardiologist Mm -hmm. and I had a whole echocardiogram done and they're like yeah there's nothing wrong with your heart your heart's fine okay that's weird um and then I started realizing that when spirit's communicating with me I Mm. feel it in my heart but I got it checked first, so mm-hmm. I knew for sure that it was not a heart problem, but I did get the whole shebang done. I had to wear lead wires for a couple of days. They gave me the echocardiogram, so at least I know I'm good there. Good job. But I did, yes. You know, that never ever happened to me until I met you guys <laughs> when I went to Virginia to visit you guys, and my heart started palpitating, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, that, I never had that until I met Kristen either. Like yeah, I, I had heard of people. No, no, but don't that. be sorry. Yeah, I'm rubbing yeah. off on you. I've heard of people yeah. feeling that, but I, it, for me, it was always the tingling on the head, like what G had mentioned yeah. earlier. Then I got like, like clammy, and then I got cold. Yeah. 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 I know mm-hmm. when I when I do readings for people who are natural healers, mm-hmm. that happens a lot. My hands will get clammy or hot, mm-hmm. and normally mm-hmm. my hands and my feet are always very cold. So for that to happen, it's very noticeable. <laughs> Would you also say, because I think you may have had this with me and G too, when you have a client or you're talking to somebody that has a lot of abilities or a lot of energy around them, like you feel that physically too? Like oh yeah, I get saying, really you're hot. Like, oh my gosh, why oh. am I so hot talking yeah. to you? <laughs> yeah, I, get... I think that's the first time we met. I think you said that you had to open your windows. Yeah, and I live in Michigan and it's cold <laughs> here most of the time. So like, and I, I'm frugal, so I don't like to have the heat above, like, 68. Same with us. It's 68. It so gets my chilly. Husband's, my husband's, like, always cold, and he's like, I need another layer. But, yeah, so when I when I prepare for a reading, I can tell if there's a strong spirit around or if um, there's a lot of spirit around. I'll feel really hot or sweaty. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be a lot of energy in, in, the, in my space, in my personal space. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, yeah, we're going back. We're talking about spiritual awakenings, right? So um, I know another way that you can recognize when you're going through a spiritual awakening is when you have a strong pull towards something like helping other people, right, Kristen? Yeah, and for the couple years before I really, really woke up (laughs) is uh, I, I just kept feeling like I'm not doing enough. Like, what am I doing to help people? You know, mm-hmm. there, I should be doing more. I should be. And and I think it was just my calling is mediumship and helping people heal through that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, helping them live a healthier life and helping them heal through that as well. And I just wasn't doing any of that at the time. And I just had that need, like, I feel like I should be doing this. I need to help people, you know. And it started to be where... If I went shopping or to the mall or something like that, it would feel like, ugh, why am I here? This has no meaning. You know, it was like yeah. certain mm-hmm. things just didn't feel good or fun anymore because I was like, I should be doing, I should be helping people. And and it was that I, because that's what my calling was. It was yeah. coming on yeah. strong because mm-hmm. I was supposed to be coming into that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people carry that naturally when they have natural abilities you know especially the ones that are healers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're drawn to professions where they can help as many people as possible whether it's like therapists counselors psychologists nurses you know doctors of any kind of any kind of like healing energy heal massage therapists 
Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of massage therapists who feel called to help more people. And I think when you're going through the spiritual awakening, it's more than that normal sensation. You feel like, like what Kristen was saying, like, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And I think when you have that feeling, that's when it's kind of when spirit is saying, hey, it's time to kind of. It's like a calling, right? Yeah, it's a calling. It's time Mm -hmm. to step out of that psychic closet. It's time to like kind of open yourself up to more people mm-hmm. and share your story in some ways. I think that's what it was for me mm-hmm. was, you know, and I think that's, that's going to be a whole nother podcast yeah. where we're yeah. talking about yep. coming out of the psychic closet because it really is yes. a very difficult, <laughs> yes. very, yes. very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think yes. it's becoming a little bit easier because it's more acceptable now, yeah. but still, as an individual, it can be very difficult. But again, I'm going <coughs> off on a tangent. Um, but we do want to continue to tell you a little bit more about spiritual awakenings. And a big thing, a common thing that can happen when you're going through your spiritual journey and you kind of level up in a different way is you'll start to have new people come into your life. And they'll give you something that you need to level up in in your spiritual journey mm-hmm. or in your spiritual growth. And it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, you came in right at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know for me, I kept feeling like this calling, of course, to help more people. And I felt like, well, me just doing readings, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I kept getting the message of you need to teach. And yeah. I was like, who am I to teach, you know, lacking that self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I to teach, even though I had been doing readings for years? And then all of a sudden, people are sent to me, <laughs> including Kristen and Glenda, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, and they're coming to me going, I I think I can learn something from you. And I'm like, what? What? But I knew though that that the universe was sending them to me for a reason. One, to help me learn to teach and two, to help me have this soul tribe, these people I can have these deep conversations with. You know, sometimes the universe or God will send you people who just come into your life for a moment. Now for me, this was another big spiritual awakening for me. I suffer from these migraines, and uh, one time it, I ended up in the hospital with it. And I remember I had to go through occupational therapy. I was there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And the morning after I had been admitted, this woman comes in, or I see this woman in the hallway. They're bringing my breakfast, like on the dining trays. You know, they have the dining people come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's this woman who's not dressed the same as the dining people, right? And she like pauses for a minute and she looks up at the ceiling like at an angle. And then she says to the person who's handling the trays, can I take this one in? And I have a nurse who's checking my my chart at the foot of my bed. And this woman comes in and she goes, listen, um, I was supposed to get off work two hours ago, but I felt the call from Jesus to stay on for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I think it was to talk with you. And I was totally <laughs> caught off guard. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> like this, um okay yeah yeah and then the nurse at the foot of my bed was looking at me like are you okay kind of thing and so I said okay and she goes I don't know you from Eve mm-hmm. but I feel like Jesus is telling me to tell you you need to take care of yourself because you have a lot of people to help mm-hmm. and your your babies are good your babies are okay mm-hmm. you need to take care of yourself so you can help as many people as you can because there's a lot of people waiting for you yeah. And I just started bawling and crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And she's like hugged me and she goes, it's OK, it's OK. And the nurse at the foot of my bed goes, are you all right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. And, you know, the woman was so sweet. She goes, sometimes it's easier to let things off our chest with a stranger. Yeah. So if it's OK with you, this is my name. Here is my number. If you ever want to talk, you can call me or you never have to talk to me whatever Mm -hmm. you need I'm here for you or you know you could just throw away this number whatever you feel comfortable with and that to me was such a profound moment oh yeah because I was very aware of my abilities but I was very much denying them Mm -hmm. and I I think that was part of what led to me having ending up in the hospital you know for me personally now I'm not saying that's what happens with everybody but I feel like that was a a very big aha spiritual awakening like person came into my life just for that moment I never saw that woman again 
I never contacted her. You never contacted her. I was just going to No, ask. I didn't, yeah. you know, because I don't think I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think she was supposed to come into my life for that very, very short period of time. To see her. For it to bed. be. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. To have that profound mm-hmm. moment, you know, and there was no coincidence that was totally planned out because mm-hmm. the timing of it in my life at that moment, it had to happen then. Mm-hmm. It had to happen then. But I think, you know, that's, it leads into the whole other idea of another type of experience you can have when you're going through spiritual awakening is realizing that everyone is energetically connected, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You start to see the world and all the people in it in a totally different way. It's kind of like there's this sense of clarity, mm-hmm. right? Everything everything becomes a little bit more, um, I don't know what's the word. Like the smoke just parted. Yeah. You can see everything. And everything. you see you see yeah. more light, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can see so much more beauty in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have yeah. so much more compassion. You can mm-hmm. see the love. It allows you to kind of like just let go of a lot of the anger, I think, that we're kind of taught to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the fear, I think, that we're taught to carry. But then it's opens up all these questions that's another podcast by the way yeah (laughs) and you know the questions i have always had since i was young i remember Mm -hmm. i would ask these deep questions on life and death and the universe and god and what am i gonna blah 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 and i remember Mm -hmm. all my friends looking at me like i was nuts because they're like who thinks of that i do i do you know you guys too but very young i remember Mm -hmm. and i'm sure this was a little bit of a spiritual awakening i was in science class because i told you i would always like think about death and like what happens and what did it you know it was like always on my mind and trying to understand it and what happens after Mm -hmm. and i remember the one thing because i would always question god and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. when we learned in science class that energy never dies right Mm -hmm. i was young and that light bulb went off and i was like oh okay makes sense we go on you know now, it still made me nervous because I didn't understand where I went and what I did and all that. But my energy goes on. And learning that was like that, that light bulb, you know? Yeah. It's probably one of those aha moments. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that's one of those aha moments. Yeah, it probably goes with that. But yes. Questions for sure. Okay, really quick, though. I'd like to go back to people coming into your life when you need them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. before I met Nicole and G, I didn't have in- anybody to talk to about any of this. I did not tell anybody what I did. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like plugged into the spiritual community at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really asking like, I need spiritual friends. I put it in my notebook. I asked for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, that's when I had kind of ended up getting Nicole's phone number and we had scheduled to talk. It was after that. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. it worked. I wrote it down. I tried to manifest it. I'm going to talk to somebody. So I did a meditation prior to talking to, to Nicole and I met my guardian angel and got all this cool stuff from her and some validations after that. And she said, I think she said, enjoy your new best friend. I can't remember if it was enjoy your new best friend or enjoy your friend. And I thought, ooh. Because I thought I was just going to talk to her and she was going to guide me to a book or yeah. a group or something, you know, or some Which organization. Which I did both of those. Yeah. You did do both. You, you did both. But she was like, enjoy your friend. And she gave me this, like, wink. And I was like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then there goes to, there came Nicole and there came G after that so yeah I and I remember you to me yeah I remember you telling me that too I think when we spoke and I was like oh I'm not interested in in like having another friend right now yeah <laughs> I didn't totally say tell. that but I was like no I could tell you were like yeah. eh. I, I mean like, oh, like you like talking okay. to me but you weren't like I yeah want a girlfriend. I was like I just met you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I know you were like, I'm not saying, but you know, it's so weird because my guide said this, and I was like, oh, okay, but yeah, yeah and like, it, and we were we were like pretty like uh, we weren't close right away, mm-hmm. although we did talk <coughs> regularly and mm-hmm. share all these kind of stories, but yeah, it, we ended up just now we text all the time, all the time, yep, all three of us I broke you down. <laughs> 
Well, you're meant to be in my life a lot longer than I expected in the beginning, both of you. And I am so incredibly grateful. And you guys ain't going anywhere. You're not getting rid of me anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, same here. Not anytime soon. I've seen it's it. It's true. <laughs> no, I've true. seen it. Remember? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you saw no, it. You, you, you do see those things. You're absolutely right. I'm not going to so, tell you the next phase, though. <laughs> you're going to keep us hanging. Yeah. Wait until this is done. We'll catch up. We'll catch yeah. up. Right, Kristen? Okay. We'll catch up. Yes. I feel like I'm always the last. Like, <laughs> that little kid that, like, wait for me. <laughs> That's me in the back. Not always. I think probably you you probably get the information. You just don't. I think sometimes you're still in this part of trusting what you get, what you receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially you for myself. It, for myself. Yeah. Right, right. More than others. When it comes yeah. to other people, I think you're, you're confident in that. But when you receive messages for yourself, you know, you, we tend to, I think all of us do this, is like you think, oh, no, that's too good to be true, or, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, no, wait, that's way bigger than what I'm capable of, or something like that, to that effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you do get it earlier than you accept it sometimes. Because yeah. I know that's true for me sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Gee, when you get information, you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll try to wear you down. I'll be like, gee, I know you know something. I can feel it. I can feel it. And you're like, no, stop. You're not ready. You already, I already said what we we're going to do next. So you guys are probably dismissed what I just said we, back in yeah. Sedona. But it's going to come again. So don't worry. Well, no, yeah. I think we all knew we were all going to be in Arizona at yeah. one point, which yeah. we that still have true. to do a podcast on that one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So to get back on track, of mm-hmm. course, you know, we shared all these different ways that you can experience spiritual awakenings. You can definitely have more than one. There's, of course, the first one. Can I, I add truly, to Sorry. Can yeah. I add to it? And it's not scary. Please right. don't believe that. It's not a scary thing. It's your process. So take it in. This is all your journey, your journey and you can make something out of it. Something yes. beautiful. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can make something beautiful out of it for yourself and a lot of the time for other people, but that's mm-hmm. not necessary. Yeah. And Can I ahead, piggyback Christine? a little bit on that? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, we were saying how what G said, you know, we it, it's a beautiful thing. With that said, there are challenges. It isn't quite all rainbows and butterflies that all is the true. time. That is because true. when you're in that awakening process, yeah, mm-hmm. you're you are raising your vibration, you're getting higher views, mm-hmm. but you still got to work with all yes. the stuff oh, yeah. you gotta work you've within been your stuff, pushing yep. down and not mm-hmm. addressing because it'll come up mm-hmm. you know it's like you got to work through it and I think that's when we say you know you have a few spiritual awakenings you have a one you have that little one and like everything's great and then all of a sudden you got to work on a whole bunch of stuff and then you'll have yeah. another awakening mm-hmm. and you'll yeah. feel you know it, it does kind of go up and down but like G said it's a beautiful journey mm-hmm. you know you continue to learn and it's just I just wanted to make sure I put that in there. It can be up and down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's dependent because it's so funny because I'm cracking up because I know where you both are on your mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might and be I in that s- tough place. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of in that tough place. G's kind of in this 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 lull of acceptance mm-hmm. and you know beauty and and you will have it's a roller coaster. It is. It is a roller coaster. Yeah. And it does require a lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the biggest struggle people have when they have the initial spiritual awakening, when you first, like that first time the veil is lifted and you're like, hot damn. And then you want to do it all. You want to dive into it head first. You want to learn everything. You want to start doing all the stuff. All new things. Yes. And I think a lot of people, they get so excited. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of frustration because it doesn't happen as quickly as people want it to. They don't recognize or realize that a spiritual journey is like a lifelong experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. That this is not something that is just fast and furious that you can dive into and be done with. Yeah. Or like you can elevate just one step. It's not mm-hmm. like you have a spiritual awakening, you do the work, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. It's several spiritual awakenings. Yeah one after the other after the Mm -hmm. other after the other because there's so many levels to it you know the original one is okay wait a minute there is real spiritual realm Mm -hmm. here yes and then you're like oh my gosh and you question everything that you've experienced in life you 
look at things so incredibly different and then you even see life itself different Mm -hmm. and then it makes you go oh I want to learn more and when you want to learn more it's like Mm -hmm. you're just like this (laughs) I just heard the hungry caterpillar right in the Mm -hmm. book you just want to gobble up yeah Yeah, you just want to gobble up all this knowledge Mm -hmm. but it's like endless Mm-hmm. And as soon as you learn one thing, you want to learn the next thing because it's, it constantly opens the door to something else. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I believe you're able to have so many, like, there. I don't think there's a set number of spiritual awakenings. And it's, there's not a set order either. Yeah, that's true. So we love being able to share this kind of information with you. We hope that you are able to gain some new perspectives on what a spiritual awakening is how they can be experienced. Now, these are not all the experiences you can have in spiritual awakenings. So please, you know, leave this podcast with an open mind and recognize that there's so much more that you can experience within these awakenings, but know that you can have more than one. Sure, there's a main initial one. It might not even be the most profound one that you have. Mm -hmm. But it is a beautiful journey that can be very difficult at times and very scary because it's so different than what our world, our culture, our society teaches us in a lot of ways that you have to learn to trust yourself. You have to learn to trust God, the universe, source, whatever you want to call it. You have to kind of allow yourself to open up to the idea that there is so much more out there beyond what you know in this physical world. Mm -hmm. We hope you enjoyed this podcast about spiritual awakenings. We look forward to you coming back for our next episode when we'll be discussing fears surrounding spirituality and ways you can release them. Thanks for hanging out with us at the Spiritual Rabbit Hole. Do us a favor and like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at soulinthevoyage at gmail.com or visit us at solnavoyage.com for more information on how you can work with us. Love ya. Peace out. Bye for now.